on so many levels. That in one moment, in one day, you could go from a huge high to a, a dark low. You could go from being such a great Christian to in one moment of emotion say something or do something uh, that drives condemnation into your heart and say, Jesus, because we're all kind of like a walking contract. I remember uh, it was April, I, I think that it was in April they had this surprise birthday for me in 2016. And I'll never forget, I walked into my house and uh, um, I never had a surprise birthday. It was the first one, Donnie timed it perfectly. He's a schemer. It's always something going on in her mind when he's scheming up for Father's Day. But she, she was scheming it and then I walked into uh, uh, my parents' house and, and all of a sudden it, it, all these church people just jumped out of nowhere. Joe Rosbachi jumped out of the cake. It was amazing. Very agile for his age. And so I, I was just like blown away uh, by, by this surprise and it was a Mexican team and I, I found actually some pictures uh, from the Mexican team party. Uh, there, there's Diamond and I. It, it was so much. Tacos. I love tacos. I wouldn't want for Father's Day. Tacos. And, and so, just this amazing party. My, my dad was there, and, and we just enjoyed it. And it was Saturday. And then in two days, went from this huge high to every all the same people that were at my house for the party were at the house for the repast after my father passed away. It, I mean, life is a, is a contract, isn't it? Where you could go from from such a high to, to such a low. And, and we see that in the life of Peter. We, we see how it's hard to describe this man, isn't it? And, and sometimes you're, you're, you're hard to describe a lot. Uh, anyone ever played this game, Headband? And, and, and so I never played it, but I, but I heard about it. And it's this game where, where you have something on your head and uh, uh, people are supposed to ask you questions to, uh, to get you to guess. And so I thought, for an illustration, we'd play a little headband this morning. Uh, are you good with that? Okay. All right. So when my mom is right there. Hi, mom. Did you pick out a card? You know, I don't know which card it is, right? Okay. All right. So, so give me, give me that the headband. Don't let me think. You get to the questions. Okay. All right. So um, here we go. All right. So I got to ask you yes or no questions. Can you see it? Okay. Why don't you just tell everybody what it is so they know? So, so um, let me let me see. Can I eat it? Uh, am I a male? That was weird. That was really weird. I didn't think that one through too well. Um, am I an animal? Yes. Uh, do I have stripes? Am I a tiger? Am I a zebra? Yeah? For real? Oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. I thought we were going to be here all day. It would be the longest service ever. I'm a, I'm a zebra. And so, uh, I'm a zebra. And, and so, if you were to do this with uh, uh, Simon Peter, uh, where, where's my, my card here, my, my Peter card? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's in my Bible now? Where is it? It's not in my Bible. In the very front? It's not in the very front. Oh, here it is. I got it. I got it. So if you were to do this with, with, with Peter, with Simon Peter, right? If you were to, if you were to go like this, Peter, it, it, am I bold and courageous? 
Do I walk on water? Am I so ashamed of Jesus that I deny him? Am I so full of fear that I sink as I'm walking on water? Do I get to preach on the day of Pentecost with boldness and fervor? Am I so afraid to share my faith with others that don't believe me in Christ's greatest moment of need? I'm the same person, but I'm such a contradiction. Are you a contradiction? Yeah. I feel Peter. I understand that in this passage we see him go from this great moment of faith. You are Christ, the Son of the living God, to Satan. Get behind me. In one conversation, but a lot of times that's life. That's our life. We we leave here on Sunday mornings on such a high, and then we get in the parking lot and we send that high into such a low that somebody looks at us with, with cross eyes and, and we wonder what they're thinking and someone understands into anger and frustration because we are such a contradiction. We have Simon Peter here and, and Simon has a great calling, but he has something blocking him. He's, he's, he's got God's hand on his life. God has called him to be a fisher of men. He, he, he's the rock Peter, but yet he is the stumbling block to Jesus. He's both things at the same time. It's like the light is green, but there's something blocking him, and that can be very frustrating. If you know what I'm talking about. If you go to a stoplight and the light is green, and the person in front of you is on their cell phone, and, and you're, you're trying to go, but you can't go because there's a car in front of you. And then it's like at the perfect time, right when the light turns yellow, the person realizes that they're out of light. They go and get the light, and I get the red light. Yep. And, and that's, that's, that's a frustrating place when when God's telling you to go, but you have this identity crisis that is telling you, I, I'm not ready, and, and you're, you're being blocked not by other people, but you're being blocked by yourself. What do you do when you're being blocked by yourself? And I love what Jesus does. Is Jesus, he comes to us in our lowest moment. Jesus is a great investor. Jesus buys low. When everybody else is selling, Jesus is buying. When you're going through your great depression and your recession and your, your spiritual bankruptcy, Jesus says, that's the right time. I want to buy you because I see potential in you. And even though Peter is acting like Simon, Jesus says, I want a piece of you. And I'm so thankful for that in my Savior. And, and how does this happen? Why do we have this, this identity crisis where we all have a, a Jekyll and Hyde mentality, a lot of us? Uh, a lot of us have that. And this is, this is what I thought of it. The first reason why we struggle with this identity crisis is because we are listening to what the crowd says. Luke chapter 9, verse 18, Jesus asks, what does the crowd say about me? So many of us, we live for the crowd. We live for the approval of others. We want to know, what does the crowd say about me? What does the world say about me? And what happens when we live that way, we end up looking for our affirmation from the crowd, and we end up, if that's who we're looking for to impress, then that's the only one that can ever give us a reward. And the crowd is, is, is dangerous, isn't it? And I, 
I know for at least for me this has been very difficult because uh, a lot of times, and, and I'm always a cliche here, but I truly think it can be very difficult for me. I, I get the microphone and I'm in front of a crowd. And I have to constantly fight myself to realizing that I am living for an audience of one, not an audience of 200. That I am here to, to perform for him, not to perform for you. And that if I make him happy, then that, 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 that's all I need to do. Even if I don't get anyone to say amen or clap their hands, if you leave angry and frustrated at me, then that's okay. But if I satisfy my creator, then I'm good. But that is a difficult way to live, let me tell you. It's easy to shout about in church, but if you want to live that way, it is a difficult way to live. And, and, and deep down, I feel like because of that, we have this, i got to prove it to other people. i got to prove it to them. i got to prove that I'm a good father. i got to prove that I'm a good preacher. i got to prove, i got to prove myself to the crowd. And what happens is that when the crowd doesn't respond the way I wish they would, then suddenly I'm having an identity crisis in my heart when I post something on social media and I don't get the response that I wanted when I, I, I say something to a group of people and they don't respond the way I want to, when I am performing at work and they don't recognize my performance and suddenly I'm having an identity crisis, who am I? And I believe that all of us have this contradiction in our life. So many of us, and we don't talk about it enough and we don't share about it enough because we don't want to be weak and vulnerable in front of other people and we don't want to, as a man, as a father, let everybody know that, that I have no idea what I'm doing and I hope I'm not ruining these kids by how I'm parenting them and sometimes I go off my handle a little bit and, and I feel like a fraud sometimes. Anyone ever felt like a fraud? I'm okay with being the only one with my hand up because I've been there before. Where I, I felt like deep down, if they only knew, they wouldn't come. Or if they only knew, they wouldn't even talk to me. If they only knew, they wouldn't call me a pastor. And, and it, it's actually a, a real thing a lot of people deal with. It's called the uh, fraud syndrome. And it's a, it's a psychological pattern that they talked about that Simon Peter had. They actually used him as an example. And it's where individuals doubt his or her accomplishments and has his persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud despite the external evidence of their competence and their accomplishments, they still believe that it is only because of luck that they are able to have accomplished what they did. And it's so difficult to live this way where you feel in moments like I'm a fraud. And then I hide it. I need to get the approval of the crowd. I need to get the approval of others. But deep down, I feel so inconsistent in my heart. And, and I, I don't even know if I'm doing a good job. And this is what happens. You're trying to prove it to others. But what you're really trying to do is prove it to yourself. And, and, and you're trying to impress others. But what you're really trying to do is express yourself to, to convince yourself that you're doing a good enough job. Or I'm doing it better than most people. And that's good enough for me, and that's what Simon is going through right now in his life, and, and he feels uh, like a fraud. He feels like he's got to prove himself to Jesus to, to, to be able to overcome all the failures of his past, because if you remember from last week, Simon was a failed rabbi. He was a failure, and a lot of times when you have failed in the past, 
then suddenly you feel like you have to prove yourself to the people who thought you were a failure. And that is a dangerous way to live. When you're trying to perform to get the approval of people who don't even care about you very much at all. I, I think for the most part, we're trying to impress people that, that we don't even like, that we don't even want to have a friendship with, and, and we're trying to impress them somehow to get validation from them when their validation really doesn't even matter because they don't even care about you in the first place. And, and so I, I want to make a decision that, you know what, there may be moments in my life, and I'll confess it, that I am a little bit of a fraud because I, I struggle with some things in my life and I struggle with, with anger and I struggle with, with emotions at times and I might not say the perfect thing all at once, but I love the fact that Jesus knows how to deal with my downside. That he loves me when I'm Simon and he loves me when I'm Peter. And even when I struggle as a father, I know that I have a good, good father that can redeem even the mistakes of my past, even the mistakes of my life, even the times when I felt like a hypocrite or a fraud, I'm okay to realize that Jesus still has a plan and a purpose for me, and His grace can overcome any of my weaknesses. And, and I, I feel like a lot of us carry around a fake ID. I remember <laughs> we were being so real this morning. <laughs> I remember when 19-year-old Isaac Brito was not a pastor. Might not have even been a Christian. I'm not sure. Uh, but I wanted to be 21 so bad, and so I got a, a, an ID from a five foot eight person from Pennsylvania named Mike D'Angelo. I'm sorry, Mike. Don't write that down. <laughs> and I remember I would use that ID to get into places that I did not belong. And, and I... <laughs> the metaphor is too much for my mother. And, and, and eventually that ID got taken away. A guy looked at me and said, five foot eight. Like, what? And, and, and I feel like, you know, we carry around a lot of fake IDs, don't we? All right, you're over 21. I'm not talking about that. Some of you. somewhere you desire, or to be with somebody that you desire, then the bottom line is God never meant for you to have that or be in that place, or He would have made you that person that you're trying or pretending to be. we got to stop trying to fake it to make it, and I, I believe some, so often we, we sacrifice authenticity for performance. And I, I want to be able to be authentic in my ministry. So I know that when God blesses me, He blessed the real Isaac. With the real Isaac, please stand up. Please stand up. And, and, and I feel like God's saying that to somebody this morning. With the real you, please stand up. 
please can't, I made you, and I'm okay with the downside of your life. Be authentic. Don't try and be a performer. And the crowd calls me Simon, Shifty Simon, but Jesus says, I'm no longer going to call you Simon. I'm going to call you, I'm going to call you Peter. And then later on, uh, Peter now says to Jesus, Jesus, you don't have to go to the cross. And, and Jesus says, get, get behind me, Satan. Why did Jesus say, get behind me, Satan? He's calling him Satan. Remember, he's calling him a spirit that was operating inside of Peter, a demonic spirit. What was that spirit that was operating inside of, of, of Simon Peter? It was that spirit of comfort over suffering. And so often, you'll miss your calling and you'll lose your identity when all you are desiring is comfort. Never have to go through anything for Christ. It'll never cost you anything. You never have to take up your cross and follow him. You have the spirit Jesus said, of Satan operating inside of you. Because when you follow Jesus, it's going to cost you something. When you follow Jesus, it's going to be a little uncomfortable when moments come where you have to stand up for what you believe and somebody's mocking God in front of you and you just can't take it. you got to rise up and say something and it may cost you some friends. It may cost you some people. It may cost you some money to follow Jesus. But if it costs you something, then he will multiply it back to you. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Maybe not in this life, but in the one to come, He sure will bless you back. It will never lose. You will never lose more than God will gain and give you in your life when you follow Him and go through some suffering in life. And, and, and I feel like Peter was trying to rob Jesus of His calling because He was telling him it's better to be comfortable than to walk in your calling. And Jesus said, You are so concerned about human things and not the things of the kingdom. The things of the kingdom will cost you something. Things of the kingdom, you'll go through some suffering, you'll go through some struggles, but God's grace is sufficient for me, is what Paul said. And God may not take away the suffering, but he'll give you the grace to get through it. And, and then Jesus says, you are no longer Simon. You are Peter. Shifty the person next to you and say, you could be a little shifty. Why'd you have to turn the lights off for that? Now they have to look at the person next <laughs> and, and so here, here's Simon. His whole life, this is who he's been. Shifty, uh, a, a, a walking contradiction, and then Jesus, I love it, gives him a new ID. I, I believe so often we hear this voice inside of us saying that that church Isaac is, is the hypocrite Isaac, that that church you is, is, is the fraud. But I believe what Jesus is saying is that sinful you is the fraud. That sinful, sketchy, shifty you, that is the hypocrite. But the real you is the Jesus you. The real you is the redeemed you. That I've been redeemed, which means that I've been recreated into what and who God has called me to be. That's the real you. And the fraud is the sinful you. So every single time the devil tries to tell you that you're a fraud, say, no, the sinful side of me is the fraud. The, the person that, that was getting blackout drunk day after day, the person that would, that would hit other people is it, it, the fraud. But the real Isaac is the one who is walking in Christ with him in me. That's the real me. Turn the table on that voice. And, and so he said, you are Peter. 
I would think that if you're going to give somebody a new name, that you would call that person by that new name all the time. Right? Help me, right? Right? So you would think that Jesus would call him Peter for the rest of his life. Right? That, right? I mean, you, you renamed him to Peter. But that is not the case. Is that Jesus would go back and forth calling him Simon. Simon Peter. Peter. For the, the rest of Jesus' life. And it was so, I think it was Luke chapter 22. Uh, Jesus, in one paragraph, says, Simon, Simon, Simon. Satan has, has desired to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed that your faith shall not fail you. And when, and when you, you have returned, go and strengthen your brother, Simon, Simon. But, but then in the next one, it says, next verse. Then Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, talk about an identity crisis. Like, who am I? Which one is it, Jesus? I don't know. Because I could go from Simon to Peter in one day. But what I love about what Jesus does here, this is what I love, and this is what changed my life forever when I got this revelation. And I pray that you will get this revelation deep down in your soul because you need it, because you have contradictions in your life, because you have ups and down days, and you have that voice that will try and run inside of your head that it will tell you, Simon, you are a fraud. That's really who you are. Stop trying to pretend it to be this Christian Christ-like person. You're such a hypocrite. And you will have those moments in your life. But what I love is that no matter if he was acting like Simon or acting like Peter, Jesus still came after him. Because when Peter denied Jesus three times, this is this is crazy. Uh, some of you, we're going to get into the story later on in the series, more in depth, but in Jesus' greatest moment of need, uh, Peter was asked, do you know that guy? I believe you with him. And Peter says, no, 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 no. I, 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 don't, I don't know who he is. Uh, he's, he's not my friend. I'm not one of his followers. And then he's thinking about somebody else. And all of a sudden, all the shame from his old life started to come back in him. It is amazing how in one moment of shame, you can rob yourself of three years of walking with Jesus. And in one moment, he completely forgot about all the things that Jesus spoke over his life in those three years that he walked with Jesus. Sin has a way of blinding you and revealing your pride. And so Peter, in this moment, is saying, I'm such a fraud, I'm such a fake, I'm such a hypocrite, and, and I can't follow Jesus, and, and, and now he's dead, and, and they're probably going to come after me, and this, I don't want this to have to cost me anything. And so he goes back to fishing. Remember the boat? Remember when he had the faith to step out of the boat? Now his fear is putting him back in the boat. And now he's back in the boat that Jesus delivered him out of. When he said, I left it all and followed him, and now he's back in it. It, it says in, in, in John chapter 21, verse 3, it, it says that I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told him. Told all his friends. And they said, all right, we'll go with you. He said, we're all frauds. Maybe we are. And so they all go back fishing. Definitely go back fishing. Sea of Galilee. Remember the Sea of Galilee? Talked about it last week. The lowest place in all of the Middle East. The lowest fresh water body, body of water is the Sea of Galilee. The place where Jesus first called Simon Peter out of the boat. They go back fishing on the Sea of Galilee. As they're fishing on the Sea of Galilee, all of a sudden there's this... Uh, white-looking mustache, and, and he kind of like, like, like heavenly figures looks at them from the shores, and, and, 
says, uh, uh, go throw your nets on the other side, and they do it, and then they realize that that was Jesus, and he's not dead, he's resurrected, and, and all of a sudden Peter jumps in the water and runs to Jesus, runs to grab him, grab a hold of him, say, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, you're alive, I want to follow you, I'm getting back out of my boat again, because Jesus comes back, splatters the white sand, they fall seven times, but he gets back up seven times, and so he, he gets out of the boat, and he runs to Jesus, and then Jesus is about to speak into him a new calling, Jesus is about to give him his, his destiny, speak over his life purpose, and when Jesus does that, I would think he would call him by his new name, that, that, that I want you to know that this is who you are forever, you're Peter, the rock, go and build my church, that's what I would have said, but that is not what Jesus said at all. Jesus looked at him, and at first he said, I'm going to make you a fisher of men, Luke chapter 4. Now he says, Simon, go feed my sheep. This is your calling, this is your destiny to be a pastor, to be a leader of the early church, but I'm, I'm calling you shifty Simon, go feed my sheep. Why is Jesus saying this? I believe that everything in the Bible is on purpose by God to show us his character and his nature. And I believe the reason why he said to him, Simon, go feed my sheep, and not Peter, go feed my sheep, is because he wants him to know that no matter what is operating in your life, whether you feel like Simon or you feel like Peter, whether you're succeeding or whether you're failing, whether you're laughing or whether you're crying, no matter the contradictions in your life, no matter if your prayers get answered or your prayers have to wait a little while, no matter what you're going through in life, whether your marriage is on a high or your marriage is on the rocks in this moment, no matter what you're going through, Simon or Peter, I am the God of Simon, I am the God of your successes, I am the God of your failures, I am the God of your strength, I am the God of your weaknesses, I am the God of every moment of your life, and no matter what you're going through, it doesn't change how much I love you, I love you, Simon, I love you, Peter, I love you, Jekyll, I love you, Hyde, I love you, Isaac, I love you, Fraud Isaac, I love every part of you, because for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that's him. And it's in every season of my life. And I pray that that encourages somebody this morning. I pray that that encourages maybe a father this morning that feels like a failure, that feels like you got to prove it to Jesus or prove it to God. I want you to know he loves you, Simon. And he calls you. So wait until you're perfect. And wait until you're, you're all cleaned up. We like this joke. was, I think, right before it. Is that okay? Thank you. It says, uh, First Peter, because Peter wrote two books in the Bible, and then he used them again. First Peter, then he got two books. And in First Peter chapter 2, verse 4, the rock, Peter, gets his revelation. also are like living stones and are being built into a spiritual house 
you are a wicked person. But when Jesus calls you out of the boat,
still going to have some broken pieces because the church that I want to build is not a church of perfect stones, but it's a, a church of broken stones. But they're broken in a way that they fit together so perfectly. And that's the kind of church that God wants to build here. A church of broken stones. Where God is my rock and He's the glue that holds us together. And He's okay with my brokenness. That's why He came. That's why He died. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's, let's sing right now. But,